The rustle of skirts and hair is soft in the night breeze. Nothing else disturbs the quiet while the women sit shoulder to shoulder on the moon-bathed beach. Their faces are lit by the gentle moon's light as they wait for the elder to speak. Sisters, your stories kindle strength and patience within me. How many lives and years have we lived between us? One hundred? Two hundred? Five hundred? The ancient wisdom courses through our veins, but only if we share it with one another. Mother, rise and share your knowledge with us. You who have borne children and seen many suns and moons, tell us of your trials and your joys and your sorrows. Give us a gift we may carry for many years inside our hearts. I am the mother. I am a caretaker, a healer, a giver. I desire to create life and to provide physical, mental, and spiritual sustenance. Even if I am childless, I still seek to protect, to nurture, and to love. I find great satisfaction in caring for others. However, this can develop into a shadow side, and I risk putting others' needs before my own. I must be careful not to neglect myself and to set healthy boundaries. Life has taught me many things, breaking my heart over and over again, but also teaching me to love. I give this circle of my sisters the story called Midnight's Daughter. There once was a mother whose belly was big with child. That evening, labor pains came upon her. Her daughter waited until the sun had set, and it was the hour of midnight before she emerged. Exhausted, they fell asleep. Hours later, as the sun began to rise, the daughter disappeared, fading from her mother's arms. In the morning, the woman woke to find her daughter missing, but her belly swollen again. Thinking it a dream, she waited until the labor pains came once more. Again, her daughter waited until the moon had risen and was born into the night. Her mother held her close, puzzled by how big she was for a newborn, and fearfully watched the hours tick by. Awake this time, the mother cried as her daughter disappeared from her arms and saw how her belly began to swell again. And so, night after night, the mother gave birth to her daughter over and over. Each night she pushed her out, but in the morning her belly was swollen again. And each time she gave birth, her daughter was one year older. She had but a few hours with her before she disappeared. Her daughter lived in the other realm and grew a year older until her mother's body pushed her forth. And as five days turned into five years, her mother only had a few hours each night to teach her the things she must know. The girl was also growing so fast. Her mother loved her dearly, but it all happened so quickly. How little time she had with this daughter of hers. The mother knew within 18 days the girl would be full grown. But on the 15th day, when her daughter was born yet again, her eyes were filled with terror. The dark man on the other side that kept her said she must become his bride. The mother clutched her daughter to her chest and tried everything she could think of to hold her to this world. For once she was gone, another year would pass for the daughter, and surely the man would have forced her to become his wife by then. But the son pried the girl from her grasp and the mother sobbed into her hands. She mourned the whole day and wore black to meet her daughter that night as she pushed her from her womb. But her daughter emerged and shared that she had bartered with the dark man and had until her 18th birthday to wed him. The mother was left with only two more days to find a way to free her daughter. 
She went to the midwives, the witches, the priest. None of them believed her or could offer solutions. She cried by the well, and her teardrops fell in one by one. A voice called up and told her to drop the golden key of her house into the well, and it would tell her how to free her daughter. The mother took the key from its heavy chain and dropped it into the waiting darkness. She never heard a splash, but the sound of the deep voice rose up again. Pull three buckets full from the well and bathe in them, but you must be beneath the moon's light, naked to the elements. The woman built a wooden shroud around a metal bathtub. Struggling with her nine-month-full belly, pulling three buckets of water from the well and slipping them into the tub. Again uprose the voice from the bottom of the well. Now you must fasten a blood-red stone around your throat. She went to the grandmother of the milkmaid and asked to borrow her ruby necklace. She traded three bags of flour for its use with the promise to return it and receive two of the bags back. And a third time the voice called up. The mother was to embroider baby shoes but ones that would fit the foot of a babe only 18 days old, the true age of her daughter. They must be sturdy, for she will be doing a lot of running, the voice said. And so the mother asked the blacksmith for his leather scraps and quickly fashioned two tiny baby shoes with embroidery, but they were sturdy and would hold. The mother did not have time for anything else. And so when the moon began to rise, the swollen woman climbed into the tub with the red stone fastened at her neck and the pair of baby shoes in her hand. The labor pains took her as they did each night, and she panted and strained with effort. As she pushed her daughter into the world for the 18th time, the voice from the well echoed up and told her to quickly tie the shoes to the girl's feet. This she did, though she was exhausted from the birth. Mother, what have you done? the girl asked. You have bound me with these shoes. Now I must marry the voice in the well. No, I made them so you would be free, her mother panted. But who instructed you to do so? Now I must spend these dark hours before the dawn running from him, or else I will become his bride. And the girl turned and began to run. A shadow leapt from the well and began to chase her. The mother looked on in fear as they disappeared out of sight. But while the mother had listened to the voice in the well, she had not done exactly as it had said, for it had told her to embroider slow-moving things, like snails, turtles, and cows. But instead, the mother knew her daughter would need speed if she was to outrun the shadows of the night. And so she had stitched birds and wings, ravens and sparrows and swallows, to give her flight and carry her away from those that chased her. But even with the wings of swiftness at her feet, the girl was hard-pressed to escape the shadow of the well. He pursued her relentlessly, never stopping. For hours and hours they ran and chased and fled. The girl grew so tired, and though she could not hear the creature behind her, she knew it was close, and the fear at the back of her throat pushed her on. She did not even spare a glance behind her. She did not know what would happen when the sun finally rose, but she pinned all her hopes on it. But while the girl had been running for hours, her mother had been thinking. She could guess that the baby shoes would tie the girl to this world, but even then she would have to marry the shadow of the well. But the mother fingered the ruby at her throat. She believed the creature's power resided here, and she turned back to the well and began to pull bucket after bucket up from the darkness. She spilled the water into the tub, and no matter how many times she tipped the bucket in, there was always room for one more. Hour after hour, back aching, stomach clenching, arms seizing, the woman dredged the well. When the sky began to lighten, the woman was so exhausted and sore that she could not even straighten her back. 
the last hour she had spent on her knees between the well and the tub until she finally heard the scrape of the bucket against the bottom of the now empty well. But with the rising sun, the mother called after her daughter and beseeched her to return, though she knew her daughter must be so tired of running and had gone so far. She must return to her. And the daughter heard her even though she was miles away, and the strength had gone out of her. Even her bones were tired. But still she turned and began to run toward her mother's call, the shadow at her heels, fingers outstretched. The mother saw her daughter approach with the creature close behind her. She told her daughter to jump into the tub full of the well water. The daughter did as she was bid, though the creature reached out its hands and snagged the edge of her dress and began to jump into the tub with her. But the mother was too fast, and she caught the creature around the neck with the blood-red ruby necklace choking it. She held it back from her daughter who was safe in the well water tub. Then she threw the creature to the ground and crushed the red stone under her foot. At once, the darkness faded from the creature, and he was replaced by a pale white glowing man. His face was fair and his hair golden. He knelt before the mother and wept into her skirts. He had been imprisoned for so long in that well, robbed of his life and his love. Darkness and bitterness had seeped into him, and he had become what he was not meant to be. But she had released him from that doom. He was at her mercy, his life hers to do with as she pleased. The mother looked up and saw for the first time her daughter's face lit by sunlight, and she was radiant. She took her in her arms and wept. How long I have waited to bring you into this world. And she looked down and saw the embroidered shoes on her daughter's feet. They were worn and muddy, but their seams had held true through the night. The mother turned to the glowing man. He had helped save her daughter and solidified her in this world. She owed him for that. I will not give you my daughter. She has just escaped the bindings of marriage. But you may have a place in our house if you wish. And the man opened his mouth as if to speak, but instead a golden key emerged from his lips. It was the golden key to their house. He gave it back to the mother, and the three entered their house. 